Well, Patrick. Here. Oh, that's. Oh, yeah. Look at that. That's for Patrick. So he doesn't have to mime drinking out of his mug. Oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Poland Springs. Right. Sponsored. Our, our show um, is sponsored by Poland Springs this born week. Born in Maine, 1845. Use offer code MQOA Sunday. For 20% off. <laughs> your first purchase of water. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of MQA Sunday with Stephen and Margot. This week we're discussing Mark chapter 7, verses 31 to 37. We have a new guest and a returning guest. Our new guest is Patrick, and our returning guest is Charlie. Let the conversation begin. Hello and welcome to Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish, our MQOA Sunday. We're so glad you're here with us. This is our kitchen table conversation about the gospel, the Sunday gospel reading. And we are so glad you're joining us today, whether that's online, um, whether you're here on Sunday mornings, say hi to us in the chat. We'd love to say hello to you, engage with you there. If you're listening to us as a podcast, we hope you're driving safe or washing dishes or having some sort of zen experience while you listen to your podcast but however you're joining us know that we're using the beta lesson which our parish uses as a small group process and you can do that too you can visit our website download the plan or you can just listen along so always before we start we do an icebreaker it's always a very difficult question and today it is only one question your name and uh, a word that you always spell wrong (laughs) <laughs> I knew oh you'd love that oh one, boy. Stephen. Oh man, I don't have one. My name is Steve, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, I conquered conscience by remembering oh, con science. Right, right, right. Oh, that's a great one. Massachusetts is. is probably another one. Oh, I mean, there's so many. Okay, oh, come, so I'll many. come up with a list. <laughs> We've, he's gone to a dark place yep. now. Oh, wow. Yes, I'm uh, Patrick, and. Speaking of states, Mississippi is one oh, yeah, that took me a while, yeah. you know, even with the rhyme. Mm-hmm. Uh, indubitably is another one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yep, that's how many a times are you texting that? It doesn't come up much, hopefully. Yeah. No. <laughs> Often enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's noticeable. It's noticeable. For me, uh, I'd say it took me a while to learn how to spell Connecticut. What is with state names, you guys? <laughs> this is Those Charlie, by the New way. New England states. Um, Mississippi, I believe, is not a. (laughs) I just want to throw that out there. (laughs) Last time I looked, yeah. So spelling and and geography are are difficult for you. Yeah, spelling, not not so much geography. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So anything else? Anything else? I would say. Um, interestingly, the word privilege. Like I'm always. Oh yeah, that's a tough one. Like rewriting that word when I'm like typing. Yeah. Essays. I don't know why. Huh. I think I, You're writing a lot. I'm always thinking there's like a D and a G in yeah, there. Yeah, is there not? There's, I, I maybe there's not. I, I autocorrect. Think, I don't think no, no. Yes, yeah, thank God for autocorrect. <laughs> autocorrect and uh, uh, dictation. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I'm Margo, and the word for me has always been bureau. bureau. It's not a state name. I'm you breaking mean with that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. How do you spell it? Oh, come on. <laughs> I think it's B-U-R-E-A-U. Not B-O-O-R-R-O-W? No, that's Burrow. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, Bureau. Bureau. Do, we, like, do people not use the word Bureau? No, I think they I, use Dresser. 
Seriously? Well, you you oh live from the south. Problem solved. And you're a local, so it's a good it's a good um Do you not use wait, the word bureau? I, I do not. So does does that mean desk? It's no, it's like a dresser, a like dresser. a set a of drawers, yeah. No, Pat, we, what do you use? You say bureau. You do? You? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is an emotional roller coaster yeah. for me. I have to say, there. Thank God for dictation, though, because this is times I'm just like mm-hmm. I need to say it in my phone, and it's just easier that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time to be alive for a bad speller. <laughs> I'm excited to see how this connects to the readings because your open questions always somewhat so, connect. Yeah. Sometimes it's a loose connection, okay. but uh the other question we like to ask and we've already asked you this charlie so you don't have to answer this time but patrick we always ask our guests who are you and how did you get in here which is really our way of asking what do you do around the parish how did you get connected to mqoa yeah absolutely um well i've been a a parishioner i would say since uh since youth i came through uh saint joseph school in the old saint joe's uh, before it closed down and uh Coming back after college, I started going to, to Mass here, and Stephen was nice enough to basically pull me into the parish oh, more and more. Yeah. Um, got me connected with the Knights of Columbus, that is. And, oh, yeah. Um, and now I'm just kind of ha- happy to help out where I can around the parish. So um, <gasps> I've been very welcoming here at MQOA. Has no one told <clears> you not to say, I'm happy to help out however you can nope. use me in a mm. parish? So that'll be okay. You'll learn <laughs> that young, fast. Yeah. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here yeah. and so happy to have you as part of the parish. Um, you also have just gone through Alpha, I think, right? Yes, uh, my second time second through Alpha. Second time, so yep. you were a helper on the team. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Great program. Um, love doing it the second time. Yeah. You, know, you learn more things the more you watch yeah. those videos. Oh, so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a, a running joke every year when we, every series when we watch the videos again for like really this will be like our 25th time yeah, or so yeah. coming up this fall and always there's a point where you're like is this new i don't remember this <laughs> last time <laughs> yep no none of it's new but yeah. it feels like new every time you a watch a team it. member will come up to us and ask that. yes always and just laugh and then when we were new? watching it because we have to watch it on online now because right. normally i would be cooking he's and usually be in the up. kitchen I'd be like, honestly, is this new? <laughs> but they are coming out with new ones. They're coming out with new <gasps> street are. interviews oh. of America. Oh, cool. Yeah. So American version. Oh, I'm going to miss Asian they, girl, though. I am. <laughs> but maybe she's, maybe she's in America because she does. She sounded American. I love her. I do love her. Um, but they're going to let us know so that we, you can, like, be around. Ooh. Yeah. So, oh. alpharusa.org. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll check it out. Uh. For our beta lesson, the way it works, we read the gospel once, take a minute just to kind of soak it in. You can actually ask God to point something out to you, something specific that God wants you to notice this time, or something that is speaking, some way that God's speaking to your life right now. So we'll hear it once, soak it in a little bit, and then we'll hear it again. And our guests have both both volunteered to read, which is good because yeah. my lips apparently are not time. working. So yes, first time. 100% volunteer readers here. So, yeah, this is a this is good. This is going in the books. Who's first? Patrick is first. Pat's on first. Okay. All right, whenever you're ready. Again, he left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears and, spitting, touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned 
and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Beautiful. Take a minute just to soak that in. See where God's asking you to pay attention this week. Okay, Charlie, whenever you're ready. Again, he left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears and, spitting, touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not, not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Wow. 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 You like this? Well, yeah, because we're, we're getting back to like what Jesus does best, I think. The past couple of weeks have been like murmuring. Murmuring, lots of murmuring lot over of, the like, past month, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, the reaction of people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And now this is Jesus, the hits. He's mano doing the hits. a mano. Yeah. yeah, that's right. What, anything kind of just pop out to you in hearing it or reading it? Well, after hearing it, you know, I'm imagining uh, our Lord's thinking, if this was a pandemic, let me just take him off by himself so right. the crowd isn't too worried about me spitting and helping <laughs> him out that some way. some social distancing but, uh, there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, um, my first, I've read this a bunch of times in preparation for this day. And uh, some, something about this, when we got to him spitting, I was like, oh. Right. That's gross. Yeah. Does it have to be spitting? Right. And he does this again with peop- someone's eyes, too, right? Oh, Doesn't yeah, he mud. He mud. spits in the mud and he smears it in someone's eyes. Yeah. It's very, uh, very personal. Yeah. 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 Like the, the physical um, nature of it really yeah. jumped out at me. And I mean, he's putting his finger into the, into the guy's ears mm-hmm. um, and spitting. It doesn't say where he spits. But I'm, I'm assuming he's spitting. Does he, does he spit into his hand? I would assume. And, um, and then and touches then, his and tongue. Touch his tongue. I would think. I don't I would know. hope. I mean, because he, here's what I'm thinking: like this man, he can see right, but he can't hear. And so, does he know what's happening? Even like his mm. friends brought him to this oh. guy. And talk about him, and he takes him off to the side and sp- spits on him, <laughs> ish. Right, right. Touches his ears. Imagine the experience of this from that guy's point of view. Yeah, because is were deaf people like leopards back in those days? Like, were they? <laughs> Do you mean like the, the animal cats? with spots? 
<laughs> I don't know what that reference is. No, no, lepers, right? Oh, le- lepers. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. No, um, were they cast out of the society like the sick? So, not, not exactly. exactly. Okay. I don't think, but I do think at that time people thought if you were sick, it was probably because you did something wrong right. or your ancestors did something right. wrong. Okay. So, so he probably doesn't have a lot of friends, or it's not like a good life for him. Right. So now, Maybe. And then right. all these like strangers. Well, Certainly he said friends. like isolated, probably, okay. right? In one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's probably like, what is happening? I wonder right. if the yeah. uh, people are starting to hear what our Lord is doing and they're just grabbing. Like, yeah. The deaf guy. Right. So like, hey, let's, oh, get him hey, to let's try this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's deaf. <laughs> this poor guy's being dragged oh. from wherever he was. That's yeah. a good question. Huh. That is. Oh. Mm-hmm. Changed yeah. a lot. Yeah. I love that um, Jesus was brought. It says by his friends, right? Oh, people, people brought to people, him people a deaf man. Him. Oh, so maybe they weren't r- the friends general with him. public. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Hmm. I like huh. that. That's bidding imagery. Is kind of like he's really giving something of himself. You know, that's you're true. getting a bit of like essence or nature. It's mm-hmm. not just like dirt. He's rubbing on you, like you're. Here it is. Yeah. It's like, really, this is a very personal, from within, very, here you go. Very personal. You're healed. Yeah, <laughs> right. But also, he groans to oh, heaven. I love this. So, the other translation of this oh. is, he sighed deeply, <laughs> which I love. Oh. Um, there, there's Sighs no... <laughs> I love a Jesus that sighs. But I don't think it's out of frustration here. No. The, from what uh, I could find... They are sort of hinting at healing practices of the time, just like, you know, a sighing could be really drawing in the spirit and um, or groaning could have been like a prayer, you know, just like a a release, a release of sort of energy for him. And it was maybe typical of what healers might do at that time, sort of a dramatic, you know, gesture. Okay. (laughs) I love English. I know, right? And then why do you, my also other thought is why keep that word? Why keep that? Yeah, I was thinking Is it about a Hebrew word? Ephatha. Yeah. Yeah, is that's a great question. Or, or Aramaic? Aramaic? It's Aramaic. Okay. And do you have a guess why they would keep that word? I, I don't know. When was this translated? Oh, long ago. Yeah. With everything else. Right. Do you have a guess why they would keep that word? Maybe some know. ritual significance or Maybe. something. Right. I know there's certain words like that um, that are retained in the original language throughout mm-hmm. the, the Gospels, right? And some. Um, yeah, it has to be some. It has to be there's a, there's a some reason. reason behind it. Right. Yeah. It, it sounds like I, I guess Mufasa. Mufasa. Yeah, yeah, sound like I like the, the power of, of speech. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, in this. Uh, this gesture of, of healing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is just like, it was such a big deal, you know, that someone was like, he said, be open. He didn't say be healed, right? Yeah. Right. He said, be opened. Yes. Yeah, so maybe it's just, uh, more of a place or we need to reflect on it more. Yeah. Maybe it emphasizes as a command. Maybe yeah. be opened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But didn't want to be uh, like translated wrongly. Yeah. So they kept it. Like, like he was specific in yeah. his choice. After he I'm groaned. saying, um, 
be opened. What do you think this guy's first words were without a speech impediment? Oh, wow. What a good question. You think it was Jesus Christ? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. And that would be fair. Yeah. A nice prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The first prayer slash swear. (laughs) Yeah. That's such a good question. I want to think about that. I mean... Oh my God! Right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. He'd be like hearing his own voice too. Right, for the right. first time. Oh, cool. that's yeah. a great question. Yeah, I can only imagine he was experiencing like pure elation. Yeah. Yeah. Have Have you ever witnessed a miracle? Has anyone here ever witnessed a miracle? I wish, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No. I've heard about plenty. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think That's about a dream. Him, really. You have a really great story, though, Pat. But then what's, what's your... Mm. From your family. Definition of a miracle. <gasps> good question. I love questions like questions. <laughs> Pat, Patrick, you have a good story? Oh, just uh, <clears throat> love different miracle stories. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, in our uh, family, there's been like a healing. Just came through like a lot of prayer. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of circumstances of the... The whole story, just <clears throat> when these prayers came in and how they happened, that, you know, I think it really kind of like rallied the family together. And the oh. miracle just kind of worked in so many different ways. You know, it was a miraculous healing. And then it brought the people together and whole families kind of like united uh-huh. in, in, in this. And it's, I think that could be the nature of a miracle. It's just like one small thing can then spill off and just have this whole entire effect. Yeah. Even 3,000 miles away in America and Ireland and all that. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. But I know um, even uh, family members of mine have gone on uh, pilgrimages, especially oh. over to uh, Medjugorje. And yeah. they've said they've had, they've seen miracles there of, uh, you know, people um, kind of being instantly freed of like mm-hmm. whatever anxieties or things that they've, they've brought there to try to try to offer up. But, um, you know, I think when you see these miracles, it kind of really puts a, uh, or hear about them. It's kind of a big affirmation on mm. kind of like your own faith and, mm. and kind of where you're going there. So um, miracles for me were a big, uh, big for pulling me back into the church after my, my college days. Really? You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. My grandmother had like, a, I think a little bit of miracles. So she tripped and fell and had brain surgery. She had brain surgery three times and knowing her, she's very stubborn. So she always trying to get up herself to go to the bathroom. Mm. She fell for the second time, second surgery, couldn't remember anybody, couldn't know oh. who anybody. Then she fell again, and then she was back to normal. Oh, surgery, wow. back to normal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it it was such a weird situation. Yeah. I was in eighth grade. It was right around September 11th that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. What yeah. a trauma. Right, right. So, um, but yeah, that she and she came out fine. So why? Mentally. Why is this a miracle to you? Were people praying for this? Or? Well, I think, no, I think that we we couldn't really, ex- well, being an eighth grader, didn't really ask much questions from my parents, but they were like, they tell this story like it's a miracle. Like oh, they, okay. That she, we didn't, she didn't recognize anybody after the mm. second one. She wasn't herself type of thing. And then she came back and. So I think they saw a difference. Oh, that's so interesting. In her. Yeah. Right? Because it was like almost, I mean, maybe there was people praying for him her, her maybe yeah. not yeah. but it sounds tell me if i'm hearing this right mm-hmm. it sounds like your parents or your family's expectations were low mm-hmm. for her 
and that happened in spite of way above their beyond their expectations yes. and i think about this a lot being a professional catholic <laughs> about how what a miracle is and how it works and like is do i bring something to that table or does it happen in spite of me? Do I stop, you know, get in God's way of doing miracles? Because I'm not surrounded by miracles. I don't have <laughs> stories like this yeah. at all. And I'm not sure if it's because I overthink things because I don't have the faith to believe they're, they're miracles. Or if God is like, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to bother in Margot's life because she's not even going to see gonna it anyway. It. <laughs> she's going to wreck it like she wrecks things. <laughs> So I'm not sure. I'm always kind of curious about like how, like what the equation, and maybe that's the problem, yeah. <laughs> but like whether you have to have faith for there to be a miracle or, or, or what. Right. But there are examples that we've talked about, I think on this show about it was their faith, you mm -hmm. know, that it, your faith was that healed you or the faith that, yeah, so that's, that is tricky. And then I, I always ask questions of like, why, like, what's the reason behind this? Like, mm -hmm. what's the. Because he's, it's clearly, if it's a miracle, it's been proven that science cannot explain it. Mm -hmm. The church does a thing to figure that out, right? They investigate. They get like a whole process. Yeah. So it has to be an act of God. So now my question is like, okay, what's the reason? What's the yeah? You know, is it to convert more, or is it to convert the hearted, yeah. heart, um, hard hearted? What do you think? It's I don't know. Like I, I think there was a. Um, Someone, some priest was giving mass, and um, the it became flesh. Oh, I've heard tissue, this. Right? Yeah. Oh, we kind of hit yeah. that a little bit Which, recently. Again, Eucharist gross. Right, right. But it was like a, a they did something about a thirty three year old man, right? Of like Arab. It was uh, so it was like a church in South America where someone had dropped a host on the ground. Yeah, and they had mm. picked it up and carried it to the tabernacle, and they had placed it in the tabernacle like overnight. And oh. when the priest had come back the next morning, if I'm getting the story right, it, it had turned into like human flesh tissue. So it goes through the chain of command. Right. Yep. You know, like this amazing thing has happened. And uh, it was sent to a doctor in maybe Baltimore, Maryland oh. for testing. And he had no idea what he was receiving. Oh, they no They just way. sent it and said, hey, we need you to test this. We just need to know what it is you know process like and um the doctor right. Donnie is like yep yeah, this is you know someone in probably their mid-30s who <laughs> why did you send me this stick tip severe, yeah exactly <laughs> you know severe amount of stress in the heart and all this stuff oh and my he gosh. gave this whole rundown of course and everyone's like there who who you know believes and has yeah. faith and knows the story is probably like i know this guy so yeah. that, that's amazing. That's really cool. It is amazing. Really? Especially with science or unproves it or proves it yeah. in the sense. I believe okay. the priest but who why? put that Eucharist in the tabernacle is now Pope Francis. Nuh uh. So no. I think there's a full circle here. I would, really? I would double check that, that story. I, but right. I do believe that that was uh, oh, that makes he was that's a humble, cool. humble priest. Yeah. <gasps> oh, see? We got to no. find this out. I feel like this so that's is why cool, right? miracles aren't happening to me. Like I always yeah. think, like you're not Pope Francis, burning bush. I would be like, oh, there's a forest fire. We need to put that out. You <laughs> oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. something yeah. in between the miracle yeah. and me that I'm just not yeah. receptive or too like cynical or something. Right. I think you. It's it's good to have skepticism, right? You don't want to start calling everything a miracle, like we left need or right. Around. You know? Yeah. True. Right. When it's we really, people, we need people like that to keep us balanced. That's it. <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad to serve. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, um, but like when when you talked about like your family going to these pilgrimages, I, now I can't believe that. Like that for me is like to do that to to that anything's happened. Like I don't know about that. Oh, like, like in Medjugorje, that yeah. sort of yeah. okay. Like you go to a healing. Yeah. For those who don't know, right? I, don't, I actually don't know much about it, but yeah, I just that's for me. I was like, I don't know. About yeah. How do you, Charlie, what? do you have a connection to like Medjugorje, Saint Anne de Beaupre, um, all those sort of miracle sites? I've um, I've actually been to Medjugorje. So you oh. have. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, get nice and close I, to that mic. I I went with um, my mom and my sister a couple years ago. It was a um, a trip that was um, it, we went with our parish back home, my home home parish in uh, um, Saint Mark's in, in Wilmington, North Carolina. And shout um, out, yeah, St. Mark's. And I really, I, I was going with, um, uh, not sh- not sure of you know what to expect. I had heard the yeah. stories, and um, I had also heard that you know Medjugorje was, um, still being, I guess, investigated by the church. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. okay. Um, and or I guess. The right word is hasn't the miracles haven't been verified, um, whatever that means. But uh, when I got there, I was just I was so impressed by um, the the many pilgrims mm. there from all over the world. Yeah, and um, you know if it's we at the end of the day, I, I don't know if I certainly can't verify if what happened sure. there is mm. um, real or not, but. <clears throat> There's definitely something. There's definitely something there. Okay. Um, hmm. And there's something that, um, especially just seeing so many people. Like okay. why, why? What was it that was drawing so many people to this this site? Hmm. Okay. Um, and not just that. I I think um, just the 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 faith life of of the people there of the ch- of the main church that, um, had like a you know a rich, um liturgical life there was mm. you know a number of masses every day um okay. you could uh, priests were um offering confession a number of times a day um they oh, were yeah. uh you know were gathering to pray the rosary multiple mm-hmm. times a day and and this was all in addition to um what the, the pilgrimages to what that led you up the mountain where um mary had appeared mm-hmm. oh. and so Oh, it's powerful to be around people with faith, yes, isn't it? Yes, it really, yeah, really, it really is. Really is, yeah. I think that's kind of mentioned here, right? That he is brought to Jesus by other people, right? You know, right. he didn't even make that decision himself. He may have been like, "What the heck is going on here?" But what for whatever reason they brought him, they right. had some kind of faith that he could do miracles, right? Mm-hmm. I do think that's so powerful. Like my faith obviously is weak <laughs> where it comes to miracles, but um, the I, fact that others is strong. Yeah. I was thinking about that because um, at the end of the scene, it's not only um, the, the, the man that's changed. Oh it's yeah. It's the entire crowd that brought him. Oh, that's true. What a good, good observation, so, Charlie. Yeah. They're, they were exceedingly astonished, and they said he has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. So, mm. like, so how, how do you not say anything? You know, right. He's just oh, like, and I love hey, that. Order yes, them not that. to. Yeah. I'm just like patient. If I saw the crowd <laughs> and I get inside the door, I, everyone look at me like, what? what's wrong with you? Yeah, like, well, right. What's that look on your face? I'd be like, nothing. Yeah. 
I think Jesus knew. Nothing happened here. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's like tell, telling someone that with a big mouth a secret. You're like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> you're letting it all spread out. I mean, this is a big question for the Gospel of Mark. This They call it the messianic secret. Yeah. On over and over, he tells people he heals them or cures them. He does some miracle and he says, look, don't tell anybody. <laughs> and always they do. Like even yeah. the stronger he orders them, you know, not to, the more they talk about it. And it's, it is a mystery why this happens so much. It's specific to the gospel of Mark that it happens so often. And so do you have a guess? We had Father Murray on here once uh, a couple of months ago. And I was like, this is a mysterious thing about the gospel of Mark. Does anyone have a guess? And he was like, I know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And everyone has a theory and his may be right, but it's not, you know. It's still up for discussion, I think. Do you have a guess what what the messianic secret is about? Why didn't Jesus want people to talk about him? I'd guess maybe he had a lot of work to do. And he can't have uh, crowds and throngs of people Uh, uh, stopping him at one village when he's trying to get through the entire region. Yeah, that's true. And in the three years that, you know, he knows he has. So I'm sure like at some stage he's like, if we open up the floodgates now, <laughs> we're, we're going to be stuck in Galilee. Yeah. You know? yeah, we we got to get out of here. <laughs> That's a good guess. That's, That's good one guess. of the guesses that people kind of generally come to. That's a fair guess right there. And even there may be even some evidence of that in this reading, because when it says he went um, to the he left the district of Tyre, went by way of Sidon, mm. the Sea of Galilee, uh, into the district of the Capitalist, this is not a linear route. He's actually going from south to north to this way <laughs> like he's going oh. if he wanted to just go over there he could have just mm-hmm. zipped right over and one of the theories about this is that mark didn't know his geography much like charlie no <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> and uh one of the one of the guesses is he's just trying to get away from people like he's just taking a long route so he can shake off some of the crowds so he can do what he has to do yeah it's a possibility and he also takes him aside, right? He does. He takes. So him. he's like, "Let me just heal you," but mm-hmm. over here, so no Let's one knows. Just step over here. Interesting. I mean, because because does Mark believe that oh, that Jesus knew everything? Oh, is that John? John definitely. Oh, okay. Believes that Jesus knew the whole story from the beginning. Okay. Mark doesn't talk about that so much that I remember. And so I think. Um, I mean, the simple answer is that he didn't want them to know yet. Why not, though? Why not? (laughs) That's another question, Margo. Not so simple, is it? (laughs) Um, Is he waiting for a big reveal? I I think that has to do with it. Okay. He he was waiting for a big reveal um, at a certain point um, in time, but also a certain place. And so I guess it's connected to what, what you're saying, right? Well, he's kind of, you're saying, I think you're saying he's controlling the narrative, right? With his, how he's dealing with people. Is that what you're saying? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't, it's another good guess. Perfectly good. He was, yeah, he was writing his story. Yeah. Acting. (laughs) Yeah. I think he wants the opposite. He wanted everyone to know. I'd love that. I'd love that you think that. <laughs> this is like a Rorschach Because he knows human, right? Because this is this is right after like 
he fed them mm-hmm. and then they're like we want more miracles yeah. and then he's yeah. like okay i already know what human beings are I'm, yeah. don't tell anyone hey don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's another good guess yeah it's all really good guesses I, I, go ahead. I, I was going to say, um, if I'm like thinking back on certain class notes I, I took. Oh, <laughs> cheating. Back, I'm cheating. Um, I think, uh, I mean, if you were to flat out say, you know, I'm, I'm the son of God, I'm Jesus Christ. Trouble. The, the Messiah mm. who you've been waiting for. Um, yeah, he would have been a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, that would have been disruptive. Yeah. And so that would have... It wouldn't have been able to, I guess, um, you know, manifest his his healing ab- abilities um, as much if he had flat out said, you know, this is who yep. I am. Yeah. Um, but also, um, yeah, he he wouldn't have maybe maybe he was waiting to be like received in, into sure Jerusalem. Yeah. It's a good guess. I don't have the answer to this. I would love to. I could be so Man. famous. But what are this, some of the theories? Those are them. Those are them. Okay. Really? Oh, all right. Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's a million theories, but those are basically them, right? That he's controlling the narrative. He wants it to be come out when he wants it to come out. Mm-hmm. He's controlling the narrative in the other way, which is okay. like taking advantage of human nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs to not draw too much of a crowd right certainly gaining the attention of the authorities mm-hmm. was dangerous and is this only found in mark this don't tell it's not not i don't think it's only found in mark but it's definitely only emphasized in mark okay. this was a big deal for mark any other cool translations or different words that you found out well i i will tell you that the last line, he makes the deaf hear and the mute speak, is um, from Isaiah. It refers back to the, a reading of, in Isaiah, which was referring to the end times. Like when the end happens, the deaf will hear and the mute will speak. Oh, okay. So that's an interesting little reference, right? For the insiders. Like for the for Jewish, the Jewish readers, yeah. Right. And it's also referred to in the baptism rite for Catholics. It was a blessing of their of the baby's or the person's ears and mouth. And it says, The Lord Jesus made the deaf hear and the mute speak. May he soon touch your ears to receive his word and your mouth to proclaim his faith to the praise and glory of God the Father. Which is beautiful. Wow. You can really nerd out about this stuff <laughs> you really can you really can you really can wow which is very cool i respect that <laughs> i mean going from what i old, love to do an old testament so it's a gospel right. then it's linking back to the old testament and then it's linking to every new christian right that's awesome so yeah, yeah. right so these people who saw this happen and said uh he made the deaf here and the mute speak and we know what this means right they really might have been like oh this is it Mm -hmm. this is the end Mm -hmm. that's a sign of the end times right i love that how about this this is maybe a more personal question have you ever been opened by an encounter with christ so has that happened to you has there been something in you that has 
been opened. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think I, I think this is a point. So back, oh man, almost 10 years ago, actually, my mom had breast cancer. And I always believe that God gave you what you can handle. Mm-hmm. And that was like that. I wouldn't want to, I don't say that God tests us, but for me, it was a test of like, oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like I got to put things in God's hands. Oh. And that was like a big opening of faith and thought. Yeah. For that. And she, um, because I was a youth minister, I had a little bit more flexible schedule. So I was able to take her to, to some appointments and, and stuff like that. And that was yeah. a big like, oh, I've been saying it. Like, trust God, trust God. He's fine. He's fine. You know, he has a plan for you. And then yeah. it came true. Like, I had to rely on that faith. Right. So that really opened me up to a lot of great things. Oh, that. that's yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe, do you guys, do either of you have an experience of being opened by Christ? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the the thought coming to me now is actually uh, hanging around with the, the next generation of little nieces and nephews, you know, one, two, three years old. And especially once they get into that, that, that realm where they're repeating the words that you say and you're really watching <laughs> yes. what you're yep. doing and yeah. you're just thinking to yourself, like, you know, I know for uh, Jesus' ministry, um, you know, one of the lines that I always remember is let the children come to me, right. you know, right. and they right. kind of see this. And I think like, you know, these kids are entrusted to us, you know, we got to yeah. form them. And then at some way, like, you know, a lot was given to us, um, mm-hmm. you know, from, from the big man in terms of uh, being able to take care of these people and his creation, mm. you know? That's, yeah. So when I see these kids, I'm kind of opened up to, uh, you know, I guess like a radical love, you know, you have yeah. to, you have to really put yourself, you know, away in order to like properly, you know, help these next generation of, you know, Christians and Catholics and, and all that, you know? So kids, kids are very important. And that's, I think one way, you know, I think the Lord kind of oh, helps so us cool. open our hearts, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to pick up on one word you said, which is radical, which I love that word. Do you know that the root word of that is rooted? Is that cool? It's the same root word as like a radish. Ah, oh, very cool. Isn't that interesting? That. Yeah, yeah. So we always think about radical as being like, well, ah, you know, yeah. all over the place. But it's really about like getting to the roots of things, which is exactly what you're describing. Mm. Isn't that so cool? That's very that cool. is cool. Yeah. I love that. Words are cool. <laughs> Words are cool. Is it a Latin base? Probably. Okay. I'm guessing. I don't know. It's good. Yeah. Charlie, how about you? Have you had an experience of being opened? Um, several. I mean, uh, just hearing what you two speak um, kind of reminded me of you know, several events that, that, that have happened. Um, in my life, I remember my mom was also um, in the hospital at uh, one point when I was in uh, ninth grade, and um, they because they had found a tumor, um, and I think that was probably the first um, this moment in, in my my youth where I was I was really opened. I was I was. Mm-hmm. I was vulnerable and mm. um, and worried and just almost um, you know on the verge of despair. But it was, but all of that kind of um, caused everything else that was kind of distracting me to kind of 
just fall down and oh. open me up yeah. to, to, you know, call on God. Mm. Um, mm. And I think that's how it is for many people who experience hardship. Yeah. Um, it's like all, all the, the barriers that are keeping you from experiencing God's grace. Yeah. I'm kind of broken down yeah and you're able to receive it that much more yep um and and you're talking about these radishes um, <laughs> <laughs> i um at the the newman center um where i went uh, to college it was the university of north Carolina wilmington um there was a we have a pantry there and i think um one of the ways that i saw God working in um, there at, at the center, but also in, in the greater um, through the greater community was through um, you know the, the center and um, Sister Rose specifically the campus minister there um, providing um, this need for mm. students who experience food insecurity, and um, it was another I guess milestone where I was like. God is clearly working mm. here, mm-hmm. mm. and it was it was, um, and it's they're still going, um, and I think back to that um, a lot. Yeah, and it you know it was makes me think about um, God's grace. Yeah, working in our lives. Literally an eye-opening experience kind of thing. You yeah. know, it's like seeing in new ways. And for yeah. me, I my. <laughs> My experience of being open by Christ is almost like, you know, I've had these sort of mountaintop experiences, retreats and beautiful moments of angels singing and beams of light and all that. But it's later, I I know that the spirit is with me because sometimes I'll be somewhere. Maybe I hope I haven't told the story already, but sometimes I'll be somewhere and suddenly I just am overwhelmingly in love with everyone around me. Yeah. Have I told the story? Yeah, but I don't know where. So, so <laughs> spending too much time together. I've been like on a bus and or a, a train and just like seeing a guy across the way who have nothing to do with nothing connected us at all and just mm-hmm. feeling this overwhelming passion, like compassion for him. And sometimes I sit at mass and look around and think like, oh my God, I love all these people so much. I don't even know what's happening. And it's obviously not from my own power. Mm-hmm. That's how I know. It's, it's really my encounter with Christ that's opening me to this mm-hmm. thing that I can't even reach on my own, you know? Like, I try to love everyone mm-hmm. and fail. <laughs> but the, in these moments, I know it's God working in me because it must be, you know? Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing because I read about how Thomas Merton had a similar experience. He did, that's right. On the street corner, on right? On the street corner, yes. Yep. And I, I can't remember where he, where he was. I think he... Was um, on a street corner. On a street corner. <laughs> Chicago, but, maybe? Uh, Name no, city. I think, I think it was in, uh, during one of his um, trips to Asia. Oh. oh, okay. Now, who is this man? I don't know who this is. Uh, he's he's um, a monk. Oh, okay. Who, in the, which tradition? I forget. Oh, uh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is he France? I don't know. Okay. He's Catholic. A monk yes. on a city. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> he, um, I, he, he experienced what, what you kind of described mm. he, he like all of a sudden felt people. like this intense love for people that were you know chris crossing the the intersection people who he had never met 
before in his life, but all of a sudden he just felt like this intense yeah. love. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Isn't that neat? I do. Yeah. I think moments, like moments of openness, is like when you know in your head you're like, "This is not me." Yeah. Right. Like this is when you. That's when I feel like that's okay. This mm-hmm. has to be God because it ain't me. Yeah. That's just cool. That's yeah. very cool. Ah, I love yeah. it. What are your takeaways from this reading? What are you taking home from this today? I'm going to be spitting in my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do love the be open because I think that is a, that's a, I think that's a call for right now in this Mm -hmm. moment is to just to be open to the Holy Spirit, be open to God's love, be open to change, just like be open. I think that's just what we all, I think there's a lot of barriers in society and I think we should just be open. Yeah. Pope. (gasps) Pope Benedict 16th. Not a fan. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth says, This is what Jesus came to open, to liberate, to enable us to fully live our relationship with God and with others. This little word, Ephatha, be opened, sums up Christ's entire mission. Very cool. This is like the what the the faith of a mustard seed. Right. This is the crack in the wall or whatever of light. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, be open. Be open. Patrick, how about you? Do you have a takeaway today? Uh, you know, my takeaway is I'm particularly thinking about how they had to bring this, like, deaf guy to Jesus, you know? And I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of people out there who just don't want to hear about all yeah. the good things going on in the world. And like you were mentioning, um, like, people in this food pantry, you know, you hear about all of the, like, black and white or 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 you know, the news, which isn't that great. So mm-hmm. sometimes you just need to be brought to the good things. Yeah. Unless oh, you're I someone who's going to go find it yourself. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think not everyone has that. I'm going to go find this out right, right now. Right. Sometimes it's just easier if you just pick someone up and say, just drag them. Look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is the power that we talked about of, the, of being around faithful people that you do. It is caught, you know, more than taught. You do like benefit from, mm. you know, your friends bringing you to places that you can't get on your own. Love that. I'm going to be thinking about that, Patrick. Charlie, how about you? Do you have a takeaway? Um, so many things. <laughs> Pick, um, one. I'm, Pick one. Pick <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, I think it's similar to what, you know, Patrick is talking about, you know, um, Allow yourself to to be open, um, you know, wh- wherever you happen to find yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Even it's even if it's within you know a crowd of people, um, I think sometimes we go through life, you know, going from you know one appointment to the next, and we're so busy that we worry to we're not um, you know conscientious of those around us or conscious of, of, of what's going on around us and um and we, we might miss something yeah we miss things when we when we get too busy and so um yeah i think just becoming more aware of you know what grace might be um, present around us i love it yeah i love it for me, thanks for asking, Stephen. For me, <laughs> uh, the word that keeps popping into my head about this story is intimate. Like, this is such an intimate moment with Jesus that this man has, like, very intimate. <laughs> like, you know, 
body fluids are exchanged in this and like Jesus could have come by on a horse and been like you're you're all healed I believe he could have done that if he wanted to but instead he really like pulled this person aside and had a very intimate moment with him and I think I I want to know Jesus in that personal face-to-face one-on-one you know gritty kind of way personal way I forget that sometimes and it's a good reminder you know reading today's gospel makes me grateful to be uh, in this period where we have modern medicine in the time of Jesus spit was considered a uh, curative medication and so people would go to important people and ask that they use their spit on them to cure all kinds of ailments that they had, believing that that's what uh, would cause them to be healed. In today's gospel, Jesus does three really important things. He, <clears throat> he responds to the crowd, but that's a good thing. He, uh, then he pulls the man aside, and so he offers him some dignity of a a cure off by himself, so he's not just using the man for some public miracle. And then he does, he affects the cure. And we can read this in a couple different ways. He, this actual physical healing, healing of his ears and his mouth. Uh, we also recognize that Jesus was saying to him and to all of the people, be open, even though, and afterwards they were not open. Like, Who is this? What's he doing? And how does he do all this? And so Jesus isn't really uh, it doesn't affect a cure of doubt or a cure of lack of faith. I always have to depend on modern medicine because of my hearing too. I, when I take these out, all the noise that we can hear around me suddenly goes away. And I only rely on Stephen, our uh, technician behind us, to make sure to tell me uh, that I need to speak more loudly, uh, speak more clearly, because right now I really can't hear a whole lot of things because of these hearing aids when they're out. It reminds me that we need to use whatever techniques we have in our, uh, in our faith life. We need to be people who are, uh, practice, practice our faith with the sacraments, through the scriptures, and uh, through service into the community. In that way, we are opening and open to the grace of God that operates in our lives, and we're able to bring Jesus to others, or bring others to Jesus. And perhaps to allow someone else's heart and mind and soul and ears and mouth uh, be open to the message of Jesus Christ in the gospel and to share it with others also. Uh, thank you so much for this conversation. You guys are amazing. Um, I hope you've had fun. Oh, I had a blast. You yeah, passed you for the audition. Yeah, great chat. So uh, for those who are listening to uh, our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that, Please like and rate us and so you, that other people can uh, find this when you look at it. So if you enjoy it, please like it and share it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you are intrigued by what you heard today, if you think, oh, I'd kind of like to dig in a little bit deeper with the gospel readings, know Jesus in a bit more of an intimate way, uh, you can find these beta group lessons on our website every week, mqoa.org. Or uh, on Mondays, on Mondays, every Monday. And if you would love to have conversations around beta, 
we can make that happen. We can connect you with a beta group or you, we can help you start one of your own. So grab a couple of friends, start a beta group too. You have two openings though, right? We do. We have one uh, in-person beta group just kind of starting up now. It's been a month or so and it's open all the time. So anyone can try it. It's on Monday mornings at eight though. Oh, okay. So I won't be there. <laughs> yeah. I'm barely but, out of bed. Right. Yeah. But there's always something happening. You can always check in with the beta group. Um, or you can start one. It's very easy. So we can set you up that way. And of course, we invite you always to step a, one step closer. So if you're listening to this this week, maybe watch us next week and connect with us in the chat section. If you're watching us now, maybe come check out our mass. And we're every Sunday in person in, at Immaculate Conception right in downtown Salem. So come and join us. Uh, connect engage with us if you just want to talk to a minister we've got we're like lousy with ministers so just reach out to us okay okay oh and you know what we should say alpha we talk about alpha so often at mqoa sunday so our next series of alphas we actually have three series of alphas starting up this fall in just a few weeks our uh, english alpha in english begins on wednesday the 15th of september um, Alpha in Spanish begins later that month, the 27th. That's a Monday. And we also have a family Alpha, so you can bring your whole family uh, together to be part of Alpha. And that starts September 14th. You can find all these dates and come and see nights and learn a little bit more, see a sample of Alpha on our website, mqoa.org slash Alpha. I want to pray for us, if that's okay. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, you're reminding us today the power of friendship, of relationship, the power that we have to invite others closer to you, but also, God, the the openness you have for us in Christ. God, we ask you this week to open us as you see fit in ways that we need to be opened. We want to know you. Jesus. We want to encounter you. We want an intimate, personal relationship with you, with the Father. And so we ask you, God, to move in our lives. This week, God, I especially ask you to reach out to the people who are listening, who are seeking that next step in their relationship with you. And God, would you please bless them with friends who are willing to bring them closer to you, too. Let us be that friend this week. Bless our conversations. Keep our families and friends safe until we meet again. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. This is so fun. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you dressing us. identically. It's so good. You got the memo. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thank you. so organized. And viewers, listeners, thanks so much for joining us. Have a great week.